guys, welcome back to People on the Planet. My name is Melissa. And I'm Arielle, and thank you so much for tuning in to People on the Planet, where the little things make a big difference. Our topic today is communal involvement. Like every episode, we'd like to start off with a quote to set the tone for our episode. Set the mood. <laughs> Today's quote is from Coretta Scott King. The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. So when we talk about communal involvement, this really ranges from getting involved with local community groups, whether that's an activism group or even just bettering your community, all the way up to voting. And that's something that we're both very passionate about and we want to touch on tonight too. Um, I know that personally, in the last four years, a lot of people have really taken to the extremes of both ends of the political spectrum and I think that it's become more about championing your party rather than basic human rights and, and just the values. Empathy. Exactly. So we are just here to to really hammer into your heads the fact that your vote and your voice matters and they go a long way and so many people I don't know what the term is that I'm looking for. I guess they're suspicious and weary and they think oh my vote doesn't really matter anyway especially after the last election when the mm -hmm. popular vote <laughs> tear shed the popular vote didn't actually win the election but the point of this episode is to just remind you that you make a difference on each scale that you're involved with whether it's a community group or a nationwide election this is very true um i mean other than trying to stay active in knowing what's going on in your community via city council and things like that and what they're trying to do to your local community. It's also very important to volunteer and clean up your community. And something that I want to make a point, because you just mentioned being involved on all these levels, um, I think that, I, I'm, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. <clears throat> you mentioned being aware of everything that's going on in your community and I think that applies on a global scale too and again that can seem very daunting that you have to constantly be keeping up because the news is frequently changing so overwhelming and let me just add I mentioned in our first episode that I studied communication but I actually started as a journalism major and I wanted to be involved with journalism because I wanted to convince people that there was good news left and I learned very quickly that it's not about being a good guy. It's about writing the stories that sell. So, yes, it is important to be aware of what's happening, but don't don't get anxious and overwhelmed by these constant updates, especially with the election coming up. There's so much almost fear-mongering in the media. And so this doesn't mean that you have to be online every single day. This doesn't mean you have to be the first person to know as soon as it comes from the horse's mouth. You should just be aware enough and not only be checking in frequently enough to know what's going on in the world around you, but make sure that the sources that you're getting your news from are not biased. For example, I love BBC. Um, they're not an American news station, no, so <laughs> it's, it's good to get the political, I'm sorry, it's good to get the global view from an external source such as BBC, because as much as I love CNN... NBC, not Fox. 
they can be biased as much as I hate to admit it. So it's good to get that scope about the worldviews from an outside source. But when it comes to your local government, you know, local publications. Well, that's the thing. Everyone has biases. So you're never going to stray away from any news not being biased or any writer not being biased because everyone is. Yeah. So it, it also becomes the civic responsibility of the individual to take what they're listening to with a grain of salt. And that doesn't mean to be, to think that it's all a conspiracy and to have those kind of prejudice toward your news sources. But just as much as I love BBC, don't make that your sole source of news. Oh, you, know, no, you have never. to, you have to get multiple sources to get down to the true facts. And from what I did learn from my brief time studying journalism, they will frame stories with a certain view to, to accomplish a certain agenda. So, again, the whole point of this rant is to stay informed, but don't be anxious or overwhelmed by it, and just be sure that your sources are credible. Um, for those of you who don't know, The Onion is not a real news source. <laughs> I shared something on Facebook recently about, like, it was something so ridiculous about how Trump, like, threw the first pitch at a Yankees game or something. And somebody commented, that's not real. That didn't happen. I'm like, seriously? The Onion? Like, you didn't know? Like, of course. (laughs) So, um, again, you know, part of getting involved is just knowing what's going on around you. It might seem easier or less hard on your heart and soul to live under a rock like Patrick Starr. But that's just not a way to be a contributing member of society. Well, that's why they say ignorance is bliss. Right. So. Absolutely. But let's go into the word community. So I feel like that could mean a lot of things. It's not just where you live. It could be where you work, um, who you play sports with. Right. um, Your friends, your family. It's so multifaceted, especially when we're talking about government on the theme of it, because there is your municipal government, there's your statewide government, there's federal government, there's international policy and law. So... Um, I I mean, as somebody who I like to think that I'm very aware and active on what's going on, but half the time I have no idea and I'm, I'm still learning too. So when we talk about community, it starts from the ground up, you know, you can't really make change on a global scale without implementing those same practices within your community and that same mindset. And if you're somebody who doesn't want to vote because you don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils, guess what? Guess who's going to win? The greater of those evils. I think that's a very good point. That's something that I'm seeing a lot with this election in particular. Um, People are saying, oh, I don't know enough about this one. Like, I think I'll just let this slide. And if the last four years have not painted a pretty accurate picture of what power in the wrong hands can do, even in a political system like America, which is supposed to be a social democracy where people have a voice, it doesn't feel like it. It feels that we're in the early stages of fascism. Like, this is something, it's, it's a recurring trend that I'm seeing. And, and Ariel, <laughs> why don't we talk more about the science of fascism that we learn in school? Well, in history, I mean, that's why they teach it. They teach all of these signs for Nazism, all those type of things, um, specifically to not repeat itself. And it's kind of happening right in front of our eyes, especially in America right now. It's very scary. (laughs) And, you know, we want everybody who listens to this podcast, we invite opposing views. We invite people who have all different mindsets. 
We don't endorse any candidate per se, but we definitely hope that the Republican frontrunner does not win again in November. So just, just putting that out there. And if you are a follower of him, you should probably fuck off and not be listening to our podcast because he has basically shat on every single thing that the former administrations did to protect the environment. So that's the tea. Anyway, um, I want to say kind of strongly that this vote, although it is between two evils, you're really voting for the environment at this point and what's going to protect it so we can stay longer, live longer, and... And just restore our planet to the natural way that things should be. You know, it's not a coincidence that all of these horrible apocalyptic weather patterns are emerging now and all of these species are going extinct and more more, more conversation <laughs> for another time. But yes, the point is whether you see this as a case of the lesser of two evils or not, if you do not vote, the greater of those evils will win. And I completely agree that the two-party system is outdated and is. we should restructure our government and revisit the way that things are set up because, again, the Electoral College, that is something that came it out of the slavery times. It just doesn't make sense. The reason that the Electoral College was established was because so many states had such a large population of black people who, at the time that the Constitution and the way that the government was set up was established, they weren't seen as real people. I exactly. mean, if that's not indicative of the fact that this system is outdated, I don't know what else is. I think that it's too late to make a difference for this election in dismantling our whole government and coming back at it later. But that's a good future idea to have. You know? Exactly. It's nice that those conversations are starting now, but as of this recording, we are less than one month from the election. By the time this graces your ears, it will be only a few weeks away. So don't not vote because you don't like the system. Don't not vote because the front runners for whatever party you lean toward aren't the cream of the crop. Because, again, the greater of the two evils will win. And if the last four years haven't shown you that this person who currently holds office does not give a flying fart about your safety, your health, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should not have paid more taxes than a billionaire in 2017 at the time when I worked like a part-time job as a waitress and a photographer. Again, another rant for another time. <laughs> we just want to encourage you to get out there and vote. And on every level, it matters. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, volunteering can help. Absolutely. Did you know? Did you know about the happiness effect? Tell me. Lay it on me. All right. Well, the happiness effect is actually helping others, and that actually kindles your own happiness. Absolutely. Researchers at the London School of Economics actually examined the relationship between volunteering and measures of happiness in large groups of American adults, and that they found that more people act who volunteered were actually happier, according to the study in social science and medicine. Compared with people who never volunteered, the odds of being very happy rose to 7%, while those who volunteered monthly rose to 12%. And now... I just want to say that people who volunteer every week, 16% happier. 
And I love that you brought up this happiness effect because I think that that really ties to the general theme of our our podcast and this media project as a whole is just to leave the world as a better place than you found it. Doing the beach cleanup, for example. The beach that we go to is not my frequent vacation spot, but I still like contributing to something bigger than myself and I always leave feeling rejuvenated and revitalized and I have a renewed sense of purpose in my own life and it is very easy to be in a situation where you're volunteering especially for let's say an environmental cleanup or god forbid if you are somehow volunteering for a covid relief or a disaster relief like really any type of volunteering I know that some of these things can seem to be very disheartening especially when environmental cleanups are concerned it's just it's so sad seeing how much is there but then being able to look back afterwards and say that you well, are now, now it's not there anymore exactly so definitely advocate um for volunteering on any level and there's a lot of pros to volunteering as well i mean it connects you to others, um, make new friends. It's really great for networking with people who have mutual love for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it can better your career by creating new job skills and experiences. And like we were saying, it increases your happiness and self-confidence. And those for you who are a little bit anxious, you know, who are a bit down on themselves, it combats depression mm-hmm. as well as, I mean, for example, the beach cleanup, that's a... That's a good amount of physical activity, I would say. Yeah, especially when you slip on the rocks and people <laughs> passing by make fun of you and ask if the circus is in town. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, so volunteering is great. Getting involved with your community and just knowing what's going on. And on the topic of getting involved with your community, tying that back into voting, we live in a time when it is very easy to if not get in contact with your elected official, then it is, you have the power in your hands if you have a cell phone or an internet connection or a hand that you can write letters with to contact your local representatives and find out where they stand on things or take it upon yourself to make a petition or bring something to their attention that you're not satisfied with. But if you don't take that initiative yourself, then it's not going to just happen. Um, not to get off track and deter from the environmental talk, but earlier this year, and, you know, still going on right now, Black Lives Still Matter, but... Oh, 100%, always. In the beginning of the summer, um, there was a local event organized by myself and a fellow classmate at our old high school that just, the point of it was to bring members of the community together so they could voice their grievances about prejudice, racial prejudice in our community... And our congressman got a hold of me after that and my fellow organizer and recruited us to be part of a panel like that was district-wide for fellow youth organizers. And, you know, yes, I could have taken the initiative to reach out first. I honestly didn't think that an elected official would show up to my meager little event, but they still were able to find out about it. It gained enough traction that they got in contact with me and I was able to be a part of those conversations that he had, albeit on a small scale. But now is such a prime time for making a meaningful impact and there are so many different ways to do it, whether it's organizing an event, starting conversations within your community, even if it's just in a group on social media or old-fashioned, old-school canvassing, (coughs) racial prejudice in our community, and... Our congressman 
got a hold of me after that and my fellow organizer and recruited us to be part of a panel like that was district wide for fellow youth organizers. And, you know, yes, I could have taken the initiative to reach out first. I honestly didn't think that an elected official would show up to my meager little event, but they still were able to find out about it. It gained enough traction that they got in contact with me and I was able to be a part of those conversations that he had, albeit on a small scale. But now is such a prime time for making a meaningful impact. And there are so many different ways to do it, whether it's organizing an event, starting conversations within your community, even if it's just in a group on social media or old fashioned, old school canvassing. And if you don't know where to start with looking for environmental groups, you can always visit environmentalgroups.us. Um, you can pretty much put in your area code or address, I believe, and it'll give you a list of environmental groups that you can join. So, And that doesn't even have to be an environmental legislation type of group. Like no. the, the town that we live in has a green team, and I think that most towns at this point have something like that. Granted, in my old town, it was bitterly disappointing going to a meeting because it was clear that it was just a bunch of well-intentioned old ladies who weren't really open to other people's ideas. But there are those kind of things in the community. And on that note, if you go to a meeting of an existing group and you don't like it, start your own. Like the, oh, yeah. the tools are there. Oh yeah. Um, our tip for this week is it's to, to freaking vote. Freaking vote. Get frickin out there vote. and vote. And please do not let yourself be deterred and think that your voice doesn't matter and your vote doesn't count. And to remember to properly fill out your ballots if you are doing a mail-in ballot. If you have ordered a mail-in ballot and it came and you want to vote in person, you can. You just have to make sure to bring that ballot with you. So, if, yeah, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you are unsure about your current state's voting rules, you can always visit www.vote.org backslash app absentee dash voting dash rules just vote get out there and vote (laughs) because if you think you're voting for the lesser of two evils keep in mind you're not voting just for the person you are voting for the entire administration that they bring in there with them that's very true so we just want to encourage you I, i know that a lot of this has kind of seemed daunting and overwhelming and we don't mean for it to come out that way. I mean, I can't speak for Ariel, but personally it has been a very challenging time for me to see the state of our country and what once was such a land of promise and opportunity has now turned into both sides of the political spectrum, just attacking each other and trying to point out the flaws in individuals rather than upholding like basic human values and rights. I never understood what the purpose of this is. I feel like this is a little bit off topic, but like the commercials, the like the bad, the bad. Yeah. And it's just like, what's the point? Well, those are meant like high schoolers. Those are meant for the people who remain in the middle and are like, "Eh, I don't really know enough about both. I don't really care enough about either side. I'll just vote for whoever I like best. If you are one of those people who are just like, this doesn't affect me, recognize that privilege. And especially, 
I think this is a great topic to bring up. First of all, I want to say that we are so saddened to hear of the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We actually were together when the news broke, and we both were very <sighs> upset strong. about it. Supreme Court Justice, who did so many amazing things for women. If you are a woman who doesn't, you know, feels indifferent about voting, your administration, we have been so fortunate to be alive in this time and place in America where we have rights to our body. Even as recently as the last hundred years, women just got the right to vote like a hundred years ago. Reproductive rights. We couldn't own land. We couldn't have a say about our own body without our husband's permission. And that was actually only white women a hundred years ago who were actually given the right to vote. And so... So really in, what was it, the 19, it was in the 1960s. It wasn't until the 1960s that, that segregation yes, even was dismantled. Exactly. And even then, it's still, obviously, with all these black people being unjustly killed and their murderers not being charged, obviously there's systemic racism that's still ingrained in our country. It's not like people need to just get over, quote unquote, slavery, because it's still freaking there still happening in our prison systems but anyway we could ramble on forever for reasons why you should vote and why it's super important to i just wanted to make the point about ruth bader ginsburg that she did so much in her career since the 1970s to make sure that women had equal opportunity in the workforce in voting rights in the rights to their own bodies and making their own money and the president elects a supreme court justice so if you are a woman who is privileged enough to not really have to worry about who's in administration, you can thank a woman who opened all those doors for you only recently who allowed you to be there. To end every episode, we will end it with that sound of weird. <laughs> <laughs> to end the episode, we will... <sighs> we like to end every episode by sharing a quote. And this one, this goes out to our girl, RBG. Ariel, take us away. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. So thank you guys so much again for joining us for another episode. We have some awesome content coming on our Instagram and on our website. So please stay with us, stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. Bye.